Welcome to Going Back, Back, Back on our first mini-sode. This is Brian here with Tom, and we're talking to you about the Super Bowl coming up here this evening on Sunday, 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 February 12th. Tom, Super Bowl as an Eagles fan. Fill me in. What are you thinking? Hey, it's a great day. Eagles are back in the Super Bowl. I feel like it's been a while since their last appearance. When oh, I was only shut a, up. Only a few years ago. Shut so, up. Sorry, Brian. I know you're a Bills fan. Shut been, up. Been a while. Were you even born when they were in the Super Bowl? Uh, no, the last Super Bowl was six months before I was born. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> so, so the Eagles, they were back in the Super Bowl in 2018 during the 2017 oh, season. So long ago. I know. Really, really tough being a Philly fan here. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a great couple of years to be a Philly fan, to the be Phillies honest. The were just in the World Series, still on that high. Unfortunately, we're not able to pull out that victory over the Astros, but hey, we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. Hey, man, the Union made it to the MLS Cup final this year as well and lost in a very heartbreaking fashion, unfortunately. That's true. And the Sixers, they have a really good regular season team. So, it's, you know, I guess it can be somewhat exciting. It's a pretty good era to be a Philly sports fan. Yeah, it just sucks to be a Flyers fan right now. That's that's fair. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, but, yeah, so Super Bowl, what is it, 57? Super Bowl 57? Yeah, Super Bowl 57. The February 12th. Sunday, February 12th. February 12th. We are recording this a few days before the Super Bowl, but we know what's coming ahead of us. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Birds, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's a, Tom, I think it's a really, really good matchup. As we kind of touched on in our episode, it's the Eagles are maybe the, by far, actually not even maybe, by far the most well-rounded team in the NFL from Offensive line to defensive line to offense as a whole, defense as a whole. There's very there. I can't even really pinpoint a weak spot in this Philadelphia Eagles lineup. No, it, it is tough to find one. Maybe at running back. I mean, Miles Sanders has been good. Kenny yeah, Gainwell's been good. You can get Boston Scott too, but I feel like you're kind of just like nitpicking at that nitpicking at that point. Hundred percent nitpicking at that. Point, I mean, yes. it's not like there's a Christian McCaffrey in the backfield that's an absolute stud, or you know, Derek Henry, John. But Miles Sanders but, can be that guy, though. That's the yeah, thing. You get him. You get him the attempts. You get him the carries. He he looks good, and with that dominant offensive line, it's. You can make a lot of people look good back there too. And the thing is, he doesn't need to, the the Eagles don't need that guy though because look at those teams that have that guy. When's the last time the Titans did anything remotely exciting beyond get to like the first or second round of the playoffs with yeah, Derrick I mean, Henry? They were the one seed last year. They lost in the what was it the um, divisional round to the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Was, was like it a Bengals or was that by McPherson? Bengals. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yes. But the thing is, like those bell cow guys, like they're cool and all, but they're a very running backs are such a minimal part of a game plan these days. A good running back can change a game, but really what it is is that offensive line. That offensive line is what changes the game. Jalen Hurts, I'm still not sold that he's a phenomenal quarterback. I just think the Eagles have the absolute best offensive line in the league. For sure, and and with Jalen Hurts, it kind of alleviates the need of a top running back because of what he can do on his feet. The mobility, the yeah, the ability to get out and and get away is definitely definitely huge for him because it's not what he relies on. It's definitely a last resort for him. It's not like he's a Michael Vick, like real fast, like no. runner and takes off. And next thing you know, you're good luck catching him. No. He, he's very smart when he takes off. Sometimes he takes off too often, Yeah, at least in the regular season. True. But when he was... He was usually getting a first down. Yeah, good athlete, good runner. But the thing is, he knows when to tuck the ball and run. That's the big difference. It's not that his first read isn't there, so he's going to tuck the ball and he's out of there. It's it's He goes through his progressions. Oh, they're not there? Okay. Last year that might Where's have been the, the case. 
But this year he's definitely progressed. You can see the work he's put in over the offseason, and I think that's a major reason as to why the Eagles are where they are at this point in the season. He's an incredibly smart quarterback. and that, That's, I think, the thing that's going to really separate him. And that's the thing that I think comes with this stigma of black quarterbacks in the NFL are assumed to just be running quarterbacks. And for years that's kind of – they've had that mo- mobile aspect attached to them. And I think Jalen Hurts, yes, he does have that mobility – but that's not what makes him different. Michael Vick had that mobility. That's what made him different. Cam Newton had the mobility and made him different. He was right? also a six foot five freak and okay, just yes. impossible to tackle. Yes, yes, but he was also really only good for like really good for a, f- a handful of years. Yeah, and it went quick on him. Yes, but you you, you, you date back to another guy that th- played for the Eagles. The Eagles have had more black quarterbacks than any, any team in the NFL. And Randall Cunningham, he had. The great arm, but like the mobile, the mobile comp- component was such a big part of his game. Jalen Hurts has that mobility, but he makes his money and he does what he does on the short game. Uh, not the short game, but the quick release, the accuracy. He can hit deep throws. That throw to Devontae in, in the NFC Championship, although there was a questionable possible juggle on that or a little loose ball action. Yeah, I think that if the throw is phenomenal, though. It was. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan was thinking, not challenging it. It's the first quarter. Like, just go throw the challenge flag and hope it. Do it. You're playing with your third-string quarterback. How bad can it be? Hope it's incomplete, and that changes the tide of the game. That was a fourth-down play. Yeah, that's Because of that, Eagles get the ball, what, like the six-yard line? Momentum changed sides so heavy at that point. And then the Eagles score a touchdown a couple plays later. Rest is history. It just says a lot, though, about both teams. But, like, look at the Niners. Imagine if they had a really good quarterback, what that team could be. They would be silly. I mean, they would be. It was. I, I actually watched a video. It was like a mic'd up video of the 49ers players, the guys that were mic'd up for that NFC championship. And it's really depressing watching them realize, like, damn, we're doing everything we can, but we don't have a quarterback yeah, at we, all. Virtually, we have no shot. Yeah, because even when Purdy was healthy, like, as much as people want to, like, prop Purdy up as being so awesome. He really hasn't been. It's just been such a really great system for him, and he's been put into a great position. There's a reason he was Mr. Irrelevant. You don't get drafted as the last pick of the draft because you're expected to be a game, like a winning quarterback. He was picked there as a very major developmental project, if not a camp body, but was put into such a great system with a great defense and good pieces I can only imagine what a Josh Allen, a Pat Mahomes, a Joe Burrow, not saying Jalen Hurts is in the same category yet, but a Jalen Hurts could do in that San Francisco offense. That team could be so filthy, like dominating people if they had the right quarterback. Yeah, they have all the pieces there, and we've talked about the pieces. The best skill position players in the league, most likely, in terms of just the general aspect, the general outline, I think they have probably the best skill positions in the league. Yeah, and... There's a reason why they were back in the NFC Championship game, and there's a reason why they've had that longevity getting to the Super Bowl and playing in the NFC Championship game a few years in a row now. But unfortunately, I think the lack of quarterback is what's hurting them. I mean, they haven't had a true a true good number one quarterback, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, since Steve Young. Yeah, I mean, you could say Alex Smith. Maybe like border borderline, maybe borderline, maybe low end, his like best years seem one. to have come in Kansas City and Washington. It, not that he had any; he never had any years that I think would blow you out of the water. No, very. I mean, but 
I want to say he's better than a game manager, but I don't think he's quarterback one material. Mm. Another guy like early two thousands after Steve Young was Jeff Garcia. They, with, so with they, to you, well, that's the thing is they, they he had, wasn't a special special talent. No, either. they had guys, but they weren't. They weren't obviously were not it. They were not the guy for them, and it's just one of those teams that has just been it's steeped in history. There's so much history in San Francisco, and they just have not been what what I think anyone. I mean, they've been, year after year producing, like you said, conference championship level competitors, and that's huge. But we're not here to talk about the Niners. No, they're irrelevant at this point. Yeah, they are relevant. They are out. They're playing golf. George Kittle is back with Bigfoot somewhere in the woods. Just kidding. I just think he's a big hairy guy and just seems to be free, free loving, free living. Hey, wait, hold on, real quick. Did you see this thing about Aaron Rodgers going into a dark retreat? Yeah, for the next like four days four days just going into a dark room and it's just like you're just nuts and you're asking for attention i don't like you Um, and then after he's going to make his decision about if he's playing next year where he's going to play retire you freaking weirdo i don't know what to tell you he's not going to retire because tom brady just retired he doesn't want to No, he wants to have his own he wants his own moment but at the hall of fame can you blame i mean can you blame him you can't want to be overshadowed by tom brady you can't blame him but he would ever yeah the greatest ever right not arguably, not even arguably. Tom Brady is not arguably the greatest ever. Tom Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I, this is coming from a Bills fan, where who he dominated us for my entire life. Tom, maybe it's Stockholm syndrome, but Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and I don't think there's a question about it. I don't disagree. I just know there are some people out there who might still argue Joe Montana, but that's not my case. I this is one. Tom is, Brady. This is one instance where where I know in our last episode I mentioned that titles don't make the case but he has seven super bowl rings and those teams none of those teams win a super bowl without him yeah you saw what happened when matt castle was there oh yeah or what happened the minute he left and mac jones took over in, in new england they barely made the playoffs they still did but i mean they did but then they got, then they got blown out by the bills damn right they did that was the was best that, like, day of my 45 life 45 to 10 49 to they were seven the bills scored seven touchdowns on seven possessions is all i know i was in attendance it was freezing cold. It was the greatest day of my life. Um, so to keep in touch, Tom, with our sports history theme, I just want to touch on – I'm going to handle the Chiefs since you're a lifelong Eagles guy, and it pains me to talk about the Chiefs, but, you know, they are – Somebody has to. And you know what? They they're, they have earned the respect that they, – they deserve the respect that I'm going to give them here because they have been nothing but phenomenal for years. Um, so to touch on what's going on, obviously last year they lost 27, 24 in overtime to the Bengals. But honestly felt it was a bit of, it felt like a bit of a fluke. The Bengals are good, but there's something about the chiefs that is just like, they are the team to beat. That's going to be a great rivalry over the next, I don't know, five to 10 years. Hopefully if you know, both Burrow and Mahomes stay healthy. I hope it's the bills that hop in there and take that, but I do think you're right. I think you're right. You know, I think that there's as much as I love Josh and what's happening in Buffalo I just think there's something different about Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes that it's not that Josh doesn't have it. It's what's around him. It's what's being built around them. Like Joe Burrow, that his skill, another one, skill positions are phenomenal. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Samaj Perrine. Yeah, P. Ryan. Um, They just like, there's so many great weapons for him, even if that offensive line has been trash. But also, Joe, Joe Burrow was a consensus number one pick. I know Josh Allen was a first-round, seventh-overall pick. I don't think you can compare the two, though, because Joe Burrow was a consensus number one overall 
And that's like you just like there was more. There's so much more expected out of him, and he is living up to it. Yeah, I mean, you saw what he did down at LSU. I mean, uh, granted, silly. It helps when you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, arguably the two best receivers in the league right now. Yeah, not not only were they the two best receivers probably in college football at the time, they are arguably the two best in the NFL now. You also had Clyde edwards Hilaire on that team at running back. Yeah. I mean, talk about a stack team. No wonder why they Thaddeus the Moss at tight end. Just yeah. kidding. He has not panned out at all. No wonder why. <laughs> Randy Moss Jr. I mean, it's not a surprise they won the national title that year. No, not at all. I mean, but I think the Bills do factor in there. I think it would just be the next five, ten years, as long as they all stay healthy, the team stay relevantly intact. You're going to see a, a combo of those three. One of those are yeah. coming out of the AFC I think, year. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be kind of a heavy top dominant. There is other talent in the AFC that could definitely threaten that. But I think you're going to see a combination of those three duking it out year in, year out, as long as those quarterbacks are around. So this going back to the Chiefs, um, this is the eighth year in a row that Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs have made the playoffs. Eight years in a row in the postseason is pretty phenomenal um, because not only have they been in there eight years in a row, but they have definitely been making it for further and further into the playoffs over time. Um, the Chiefs are actually now set to make their third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. Um, the last time they uh, after they beat the Chiefs twenty three twenty this year in the AFC Championship. But their history with the NFL's most coveted game, it really is so much more. Um, there's a ton of a ton of history for them going back um, over the years. The Chiefs were founded in 1960 by Lamar Hunt as the Dallas Texans initially. They won the 1962 American Football League Championship, uh, so the AFL. That as I you know I got through the Bills in there. That's when the Bills won their championships in the AFL, not in the NFL. So um, it was it wasn't exactly a a weak league. There was it was pretty significant. Um, so after the 62 AFL championship, it was actually the longest game in professional football history. And after that happened, Lamar Hunt decided to relocate to Kansas City. He then renamed the Chiefs, the team the Chiefs in honor of Mayor Harold Rowe Bartle, who convinced Hunt to move the team to the City of Fountains, as Kansas City is known. I was in Kansas City for three days back in October. I did not see that many fountains. So maybe I was just in the wrong part. Yeah, news to me. Never knew that. Yeah, not at all either. Uh, it was a beautiful city. You know, shout out Kansas City. It was a great place. I enjoyed being there, but I did not see that many fountains. Um, they then again won the AFL championship in 1966. And at that point, they were selected to represent the AFL in the AFL-NFL World Championship game, which is now known as the first Super Bowl. It was on January 15th, 1967. They played against the NFL champion Green Bay Packers. That would be a Bart Starr-led team, I believe. Um, Kansas City played Green Bay close in the first half, but Green Bay then went on to score 21 unanswered points to win the game. Um, but it would not take long for the Chiefs to taste that first Super Bowl victory. It came just three years later in Super Bowl IV. They faced the um, heavily feared Purple People Eaters of the Minnesota Vikings. Hank Strom's Chiefs had Minnesota at a disadvantage because he took advantage of Minnesota's aggressive defense by running short passes and trap plays. The Chiefs would prevail 23-7 for Kansas City's first Super Bowl win, it would then be another 50 years until the kingdom made its return to the Super Bowl. And it would come back with one of the most explosive teams we have ever seen in Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So the Chiefs do have a long storied history with the Super Bowl, but it has been a it had been a very, very long time. And now we're possibly looking at one of the great dynasties of our generation. Yeah, if they keep it up, like I've said previously here, if Mahomes stays healthy, you have a great coach in Andy Reid. They seem to work very well as a team together. You keep Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. You have a lot of great things brewing in Kansas City. I yeah. think they do need to filter in some new weapons, though. Kelsey's getting 
I don't want to say he's uh, on the bridge of retirement here, but he's getting closer and closer. And yeah, I think he's got a few more years under his belt. Yeah, I'll give him three more, two more, I think, really productive years, one to two more after that of, you know, being a very serviceable tight end. You get pretty beat up as a tight end, so I'm not, yeah, yeah that would make sense. I think, and I think if they can get him away from, like, the offensive line a bit more, you know, put him out, like, maybe in the out slot. wide a little bit. Yeah, out wide a little more, yeah. get away from those big D linemen and. Run him as a slot receiver, basically. Yeah, let him play, like, outside. I mean, he's athletic enough. It's not like he's some, like, six foot six, like, 260-pound tight end. He seems pretty mobile and agile out there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So, Tom, fill us in. What's uh, the, the Eagles have a much longer history than Chiefs? Uh, what, what's up with that? Where What's their Super Bowl history looking like? I mean, obviously, we're aware of the most recent one, but fill us in. Yeah, I mean, to start, the Eagles um, – they were actually founded in 1933 when a syndicate headed by the late Bart Bell and Lou Ray purchased the former Frankfurt Yellow Jackets franchise for a mere $2,500. I'd buy three right now if I could. Hey, I'll buy four. <laughs> in 1941, a unique swap then took place between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh that saw the club's trade home cities with Alexis Thompson becoming the Eagles owner. Now, a rare event happened in 1943. The Philadelphia and Pittsburgh franchises combined for one season due to the manpower shortage that was created by World War II. Obviously, bigger things happening in the world at that time. Football is kind of like a secondary thought. But Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, they combine their teams, and they're called, you know, Philadelphia Pittsburgh. They combine the name, go with the Steagles. Fly, Steagles, fly. That definitely does not flow as well. <laughs> so Greasy Neal of the Eagles and Walt Kiesling of the Steelers were actually the coaches of their respective teams. They co- co-managed, co-coached, whatever you want to call it, that team that year, and they finished 5-4-1. and one. Now, fast-forwarding ahead, the Eagles reached their first Super Bowl in 1980. Um, they unfortunately lose that Super Bowl to the Oakland Raiders, 27-10. to 10. Takes another... 24 years before the Eagles get back to the Super Bowl in 2004. They play the New England Patriots and that juggernaut of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Unfortunately, they lose that Super Bowl as well, 24 to 21. Now you jump ahead to 2017. This is the third Super Bowl in franchise history. Touched on this a lot last last episode. The Eagles win their first Super Bowl, 41-33. Extract revenge over the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52. Now, since that Super Bowl, they made the playoffs in 2018. Unfortunately, bowed out in the divisional round to the Saints. 2019, they make the playoffs, losing the first round wildcard weekend to the Seahawks. 2020, they miss the playoffs altogether and just have an absolutely terrible year. 2021, they get back into the playoffs, lose to the Bucks in the first round. And now here we are in 2022. They are headed for the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, fascinating. I mean, with the history so deep and so, so I guess rich for lack of a better word. I mean, so few, so few appearances, but the success rate has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I one, in, one and two so far. You get to make it two and two if, with a win on Sunday. I'll, I mean, one and two is better than one oh and three or oh and four, right? Oh and eight. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Let's just throw that one in while we're at it. Yeah, I went four. It definitely hurts, but um, I, you know it's very exciting. I think it's gonna be a great matchup and just another great game. It really does remind me a lot of the previous Eagles Super Bowl win against the Patriots, where it's two really good teams 
one with a really phenomenal quarterback. Not saying Jalen Hurts is not a great quarterback, but he's no he's no Patrick Mahomes. I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, for sure. No one's gonna argue with you on that one. But it's two really freaking good teams that I think it could really go anyway. Either way, um, and it led me for a long time to let past couple past week or two to struggle with my pick for the game. But I mean, Tom, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna see here? I know we talked about it a bit on our last episode, but what's your prediction for this game? Uh, just to start before we get into our prediction here, Jalen Hurts. He's actually the youngest quarterback in Eagles franchise history to play in the Super Bowl. He's one of the youngest ever, isn't he? Yeah, he'll be at 24 years and 175 days. To, so to kind of put that into perspective, Stenson Bennett, the two-time defending champion Georgia Bulldog quarterback, he's 25 years old and still in college. He'll be graduating this this year. But he's 25, and Jalen Hurts is younger than him. And he's been in the league <laughs> for three years now. That's See, that's crazy because there's – and there's a lot of really cool stats like that surrounding this game, actually. Um like both teams are the number one seed, obviously, and they were both fourteen and three this year. The Eagles had a plus one one thirty three point differential. The Chiefs were at plus one twenty seven, and both teams won seven games at home and seven games on the road. Um, both teams have also played and won at State Farm Stadium this season, where the Super Bowl is being held. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Cardinals in Week One and won forty four twenty one. The Eagles beat the same t- Cardinals team twenty to seventeen in Week Five. And miraculously, whoever wins the Super Bowl will finish the 2022 season with more wins at State Farm Stadium than the hometown Cardinals. Wow, that's a shocking one. The Cardinals went 1-8 and eight at home this year. That is not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. Analysis. What? Analysis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would not be good at all. A um, couple other fun facts. Both teams do have a Kelsey brother, and they're two of the most, in my opinion, likable guys in the league. I think Jason Kelsey's awesome. Travis Kelsey seems like a really good guy as well. Um, both teams, actually, both head coaches used to be employed by the opposing team. Andy Reid was the Eagles head coach, obviously, for quite a long time, from 99 to 2012. He won a team record 130 games, although he never won a Super Bowl. He did win the NFC title in 2004 and only had three losing seasons in those 14 years. I think more than anything, Eagles fans probably just got tired of Andy Reid. It wasn't that the team wasn't good during that time. They just were not getting to the uh, the final goal. Nick Sirianni was an assistant coach with the Chiefs from 09 to, to 2012, and he was their uh, offensive quality control coach, wide receivers coach, and assistant quarterbacks coach, although he did not work under Andy Reid as he wasn't ret- retained when Reid took over in 2013. Yeah, he was more or less fired by Andy Reid. Andy Reid said, sorry, I'm not keeping you. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah, Andy Reid came in and he brought his own staff and one of those guys that did not join that staff was Nick Sirianni and here we are now. So Tom, a couple more fun facts. Both starting quarterbacks are from the state of Texas. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Mahomes are both Texas natives. Hurts was born in Houston and attended Channel View High School. Meanwhile, Mahomes has even deeper Texas ties. Being born in Tyler, Texas, I'm not a man from Texas. I don't know much about it, but I do know that Tyler. I feel like I've seen that name a lot in the hist- in football around football. Friday Night Lights, football players moving on to college in the NFL. Tyler, Texas has a very deep history. Went to White House High School and attended Texas Tech University. The Buffalo Bills actually traded the number ten overall pick in the 2017 draft to the Kansas City Chiefs, um, in which they drafted Patrick Mahomes. 
Um, granted, we did take Tredavis White in that draft, so that was a pretty good win-win for everyone involved. Yes, that's a win-win. I also don't think anyone expected Mahomes to be as good as he was outside of the Chiefs because he was predicted to be like a third-rounder later pick at the time. Yeah, I mean, when you play Texas Tech, that's usually a spread offense. Those quarterbacks usually don't thrive in the NFL, but yep. Mahomes has figured it out. Helps when you have a great coach and Andy Reid, one of the best to ever do it. Oh, yeah. So... One thing I do want to mention, though, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, they will be the first African-American quarterbacks to start against each other in the Super Bowl. So cool. It's so crazy to think because, granted, the history of black quarterbacks in the NFL is not – I mean, it's deep. It's deep, but it's not as deep as you would think. Yeah, I mean, the first one, the first African-American quarterback didn't start in the Super Bowl until January 31st, 1988. That was Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins, now known as the Commanders. Yes, okay, Doug Williams. Yeah, he definitely did not get the credit he deserved. And he was, I feel like, a trailblazer for a lot of the guys behind him because Warren Moon came into the league maybe within the next eight to ten years after him and had a phenomenal career. And Warren Moon, I feel like, who knows what his numbers could look like if he played his whole career in the NFL. He had a very lengthy career in the CFL as well because of who he was and the black quarterbacks not getting the acceptance they deserved in the NFL. Um, the Eagles have one of the deepest histories of black quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, the two off a couple off the top of my head, obviously Cunningham, Vic, and McNabb. Um, and I know there's a few others. I, I believe uh, Ronnie Pete was through here at one point. Um, and then there's a couple even on top of that. I'm blanking. I, I, I got nothing else for you. Not Sorry. much of an Eagles fan. All right, that's how it is. I get it, Tom. You like the Phillies and the Flyers. Guilty. <laughs> no, that's fair. But there's a there's a lot of history going on in this and, and a lot of cool stuff even this year. Both the Eagles and the Chiefs um led their conference in sacks this year. Um the Chiefs led the AFC with fifty five sacks. The Eagles were number one with seventy sacks. They were uh they led the league and it was actually the third third all time for the most most amount of sacks in a season by one team. Um, but to me, I think that's going to be the big difference come Sunday. The, it is the Eagles' be, pass rush. It is going to be. I think, I th- like we mentioned in our last episode, if the Eagles' pass rushers can pin their ears back and just get after Mahomes, they win this. I think they win this game through and through because Mahomes doesn't have the time to do what he needs to do. If you give Mahomes the time to mess around, play with the ball, make the passes he wants to make, it's hard to beat him. So whether or not the Chiefs' defense looks any good, I think you just need to stop Mahomes. If you can stop Mahomes, you win this game. Yet, nothing more to it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty straight. It's pretty straightforward. It's a lot, obviously a lot easier said than done. Yeah, I, was saying, I wish it was as simple as that. As an Eagles fan, you know, you stop my homes. Perfect. I'll see you. See you Thursday at the parade. But what are you going to do? Uh, one more fact here I got for you. So, at a combined age of fifty-one years and three hundred thirty-seven days old on Super Bowl Sunday, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts will form the youngest Super Bowl uh, starting quarterback matchup of all time. Shout out to Field Yates on Twitter for that one. That's another great fact. That is because that, I mean, it averages out to about 25 and a half years old. Like you said, Jalen Hurts is 24. I believe Mahomes is 27. We're older than both of them. It makes me feel incredibly old, even though we're really not. It's a fascinating fact. So between the fact that there's two black quarterbacks who are both so incredibly young and have such long careers ahead of them, I mean, we are in for a lot of really great football over the next 5, 10, 15 years, and I can't wait. Tom, uh, we're, we're about we're winding down here on this mini-sode. Talking about the Super Bowl, let's get your picks real quick. What are you thinking for the Super Bowl? Who takes it? I think I know this answer. I think it matches our podcast, our episode from last week, but what do we got? So the Chiefs are going to win. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going there. I'm not that much <laughs> of a Debbie Downer, even though, as Brian pointed out, Phillies and Flyers a little more my favorite. But the Eagles, to me, they have the most complete team. I think they're just going to go out there. They're going to take care of business. 
I got the Eagles winning 31 to 28. All right, yeah, and I do agree. Although I did uh, talk about the Chiefs, I just thought it was my business as the AFC fan and not native Philly uh, resident. The Chiefs do look good, but I think with Mahomes' high ankle sprain, if you can't contain him, and with how, just how complete the Eagles look, I think it is an absolute no-brainer. Maybe not a no-brainer, but I think it's definitely... I feel very confident in the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. They're going to have to go back and forth. I think they take it 38-35, so we're looking, both looking at... One field goal score games. But in the end, it looks like the Eagles, we're thinking the Eagles are going to take it, and that may be a bit of a homer attitude. But honestly, I think it's just a logistic, make sense football attitude. Better team, better pizza, Papa John's. Just kidding, Papa John's is gross. Go with Domino's. Yeah, definitely Domino's fans in this household. Uh, but no, I just think better football team all around is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they take it in a nice, tight, great football game. Yeah, birds minus one. Take the over. Call today. Go birds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on this mini set here. Follow us again at pod, uh, Going Back Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we will see you next week.